Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following His lead in the great Northwest. Well, this is Dust Kunkel again with the Now Leading Podcast, and I'm sitting here with President Paul Linneman, and we were just having a brief conversation about uh, why we're doing this podcast again and thinking about uh, keeping it positive and focused on supporting our and encouraging our leaders out in the field, right? That's uh, that's the target because I think, you know, when we got this ball rolling, uh, what, about two months ago maybe, we were thinking about trying to offer something that's a little less sarcastic and sharp-edged and right. just trying to be a bit more encouraging and Helping people to take on a, a positive spirit with the gospel. I'm I'm sort of smiling here as I'm listening to you, Paul, because I'm thinking, yeah, but that isn't that why the news is always filled with all kinds of horrible uh, things? Because no one, you know, who's going to listen to us if all we do is talk about positive stuff and don't cover the, the negative things? Well, it's not. I I would say it's not about not talking about negative things. It's just about how we do that. Right. Yeah. And I think that kind of segues into the. The topic that we want to put on the table today, and that is uh, a how truth and wisdom are both the same and yet different. Okay, uh, that's interesting. So, say a little more about that. Well, I've been I was thinking about this last night as I was trying to go to sleep. Um, it's one that I, I it's a topic that my mind regularly moves to because I think truth is a real gift that God's given to us. We we look to his word as the source of truth and yeah. authority in our lives, and there's no question that that's reality. Um, wisdom takes that truth and seeks to apply it in a way that's a blessing. Yeah. Now, let me just, uh, I'm thinking wisdom here, but I'm actually thinking more about what you think about when you fall asleep at night. So you're not... <laughs> You're not you're not lying there counting sheep. You're thinking about wisdom and how it applies. In well, you know, I, I, I try to. I think a lot of people just debrief their day, you know. And, sure. And the yep. things that the things that rise to the surface, especially we're we're taping this or recording this um, right around Christmas time. It's just yeah. a few days before Christmas, and there's been a little bit more space in my life mm. recently because things get quiet here at the district office around Christmas time. And it gives me a chance to think about things in a little broader context sure. and perspective than I usually do. I don't have, I'm not going through my to-do list, right. you know? So right. that's what has gotten me thinking about this. And I think um, when we talk about truth, truth can have, uh, can be applied in ways that are both harmful and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you all have, I think everybody's had the situation where they stumble upon or are given a piece of, of truth, knowledge yeah. about somebody or something. Right. And you have to make a decision then about what you're going to do with that. Uh-huh. And, and in many, what, many situations, you have options that are both helpful right. and are, are harmful. Hmm. Um, truth can be applied in ways that are destructive hmm. and and crippling hmm. to people. On the other hand, wisdom hmm. will take the truth that we've been given and seek to apply it in ways that are are, are encouraging and healing. Yeah. 
It's almost like truth doesn't change, but in the situation, the picture I have is it's sort of like uh, it's a tool that changes in a situation based on the relationship needs that are there. If we're paying attention, mm-hmm. right, right. Okay. Well, and and I guess one of my favorite metaphors here is surgery, hmm. because you know when you when you cut the body, yeah. it can actually be a healing, a tool of healing, right. if it's done with with uh, an understanding of the circumstance mm. and the situation, and it's applied in a skillful manner. Right, yeah, and we all know, we've heard those stories of, you know, the uh, wrong side of the body being marked, right? <laughs> yeah, you replace the wrong knee. <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> That's not good. And then you wake up and you're like, but doctor, it was the other knee, you know? Right, right. Uh, so... It really does matter knowing yeah. uh, what the needs are in any given situation. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think the thing that that really triggers this is probably is is the thing that rose to the top in the mind of our Lord Jesus okay. when he was up against it hmm. um, Thursday night, night before he goes to the cross. Hmm. He says, "A new command I give to you: Love one another mm-hmm. as I have loved you." Hmm. And, you know, when we look at Jesus' life and the way that he interfaced with people, Jesus applies wisdom in such a powerful way. Yes. I mean, he knew everything about people. Yeah. Um, I think about the the woman at the well in Samaria. Mm. And he told her who she was. Yeah. But he did so in a way that didn't put her off or that didn't beat her down, Mm. but in a way that connected with her so that she could hear mm-hmm. the, the offer he wanted to make about himself and the mm-hmm. living water that he wanted to provide. Right. Um, you know, water, when it's applied well, can be a very life-giving thing. It's a necessary thing that we all need. Right. But people can drown, too. Yeah, it's the old uh, drinking from a fire hose uh-huh. kind of idea. Uh-huh. Sometimes we, uh, I know I've done this, in, and I didn't... Usually I didn't notice it when I was doing it because I was just oblivious. But, you know, you turn the fire hose on someone and, and hit them with it and it almost knocks them out. Mm-hmm. Or you can or you can figure out a way to provide the truth still, but in a way that is that quenches their thirst, I right. guess is a way right. to put it. There's so many great yeah. examples of this in the scriptures. Right. I think about Nathan's confronting mm-hmm. David with the truth of his adultery right. with Bathsheba. You're the man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think about 1 Corinthians 13, uh. where the Apostle Paul talks about the primacy that love needs to have right. in our lives. And really what love's all about is taking on another person's perspective and trying to, right. to put yourself in their position yeah. And seeing how this truth can be a blessing to them. Right. And not merely a way to assert your own authority mm-hmm. or or assert yourself ahead of them because I know and you don't. Yeah. Or uh, that you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. Now, ho- however you want to go with that, Paul says pretty directly that if I have all of this knowledge, if I have all of this truth, but I don't apply it in love. It it's meaningless, and yeah. worse, it can be destructive. Right. So, 
Paul, I'm going to push just a little bit because we've been really esoteric to this point. Yeah, right. You know, and that's that's okay. It's important for us to look at this from kind of the 30,000-foot level. But mm-hmm. what does this mean on the ground for a leader in our congregations? Mm-hmm. You know, someone's listening to us right now and, and, and wrestling with, okay, truth is this application in a relational context. But right. how does that play out then for us? I think I think the the powerful tool in in having in, in allowing truth to become wisdom is empathy. Mm. And empathy means to me taking on the position of another person, uh, discerning what it's like to be them. Mm. And I think we all do this. Yeah, or, or I, I say many people do this. Um, <laughs> some better than others. Some better than others. <laughs> but but a, a, a common way that this makes its way into our lives is when we're reading a story, mm. and for a, a season, um, you take on one of the qualities or characteristics of one of the characters in the story, mm. and you are able to empathize with them. You're right. able to picture what it would be like to be them. Yeah, I don't think we do that enough in our. Mm real human relationships right it's easier to do in an abstract way with a character in a book or a movie or a, a play um, but I think we need to seek to put it into practice in the real human relationships that we have and make no mistake this takes a lot of effort yeah it does and it and it requires you to lay down your own identity mm-hmm. and your own personal needs for a time so that you can really focus on the person that's in front of you and really try to get a, a window into what it's like to be them. Paul, how do you do that? I mean, this is this is really cool stuff, but yeah. you're right, it's hard. It's not an easy thing every day no. to put myself in someone else's shoes. It takes practice uh-huh. and it, it takes a concerted effort. For me, personally, this happened through um, my training and counseling, because I got a master's in counseling way back when, gosh, um, almost 30 years ago, 29 (laughs) years ago. And I've I've practiced counseling a bit as a professional, but I've really used it in ministry. Uh And and it it does involve um, setting yourself aside for a season, for a a period of time, Mm -hmm. and just zeroing in and listening carefully and soaking that in um, and trying to paint a picture in your mind of what it's like to be another person. Yeah. that That's not an easy thing to do. Oh. And it requires you to put all the distractions aside mm-hmm. and just be present with someone for a time. Right. Um, you know, people, people who are listening to this who have an affinity for it, you will know what I'm talking about. Right. You will have a sense for what I'm talking about. For those of you for whom this is a foreign concept, mm. this is a skill you need to learn. Right. In ministry, it's not optional. When it's working, not optional. When we're working with people, we have to be able to learn how to put ourselves in their shoes and see life from, through their eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. And and if you're if if this is seems like a, a foreign conversation to you, mm-hmm. I I would really encourage you to stop. And, and not just simply look at application of truth. Yeah. Because there's probably, mm. uh, uh, there have probably been some situations in which you've applied truth in a harmful way. Right. And I can say that I've done that. And I've so applied, have I. Yeah. I have applied truth in a harmful way. Right. And, you know, maybe 
that's the 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 place or the the the, mm-hmm. the moment where this conversation has to take a healthy turn. Right. Is okay if I've recognized in my life that I have applied truth in an unhealthy way to somebody. Mm. Unpack that mm-hmm. and and try to discern where things turned. Right. And my guess is that a part of it turned on the need to be right mm. as opposed to the need of the person. Mm. And, you know, in, in to a large degree, you got to find a place where those two things converge. Yes. Taking where what you know to be true and right and the needs of a person and mm. finding that sweet spot where mm. they intersect. Mm. If one dominates over the other... Um, the need to be right dominates, a person will probably be harmed. Mm-hmm. If the need, if the other side of the question where the person's needs cause you to overlook truth, right, they will be harmed too. That's right. But in a different yeah. way. This, this actually comes full circle for me because a lot of times uh, it's that moment before I fall asleep at night when I'm captured by the things that I didn't do right in someone's life or the right. things I regret, uh, the, the memories I have of relationships that I didn't, I didn't work on better, you know, mm-hmm. just, so it comes right back around to what you said at the beginning of this conversation about lying in bed and, and, mm-hmm. and meditating a little bit on wisdom and the proper application of truth. I'm just thinking, wow, what a ministry really is a relational it's a relational thing, and if we if we move away from being in relationship with people and looking at people the way Jesus looks at them, mm-hmm. we've immediately separated ourselves from what really matters in, in all of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Paul, give us a question, sort of, to summarize our this little podcast time that we have here. On I would. Truth. My the question I'd like to leave people with is, I, I'd encourage you to reflect on. A time when truth has been very significant in a relationship that you've had, mm-hmm. either with a family member or somebody that you're close to, or in a ministry context, yeah. and and think about how the application of truth may have been harmful to them. Mm. We it, it's important to to leave this on a on a note of positive, right. a positive note. Because I, I fully believe that the Holy Spirit is active in that place between people, in that relational space between people. And that even as we make mistakes or, or bungle it, um, the Holy Spirit will cause good things to happen. Right. Okay. Our challenge is not to take too much credit yeah. or too much blame. Right. But to allow him to do his thing. But that doesn't mean that we should be careless. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to, to be full of care and to, to be concerned and as helpful as we can be with each other. And for those of you that are, are in ministry, and I think that speaks to probably everybody, Right. Um, our challenge is to try to be as helpful and hear Jesus' command, love one another as I have loved you. If we can put that mm-hmm. into play, as, as much as possible and not see truth as a weapon mm. or as as a tool. You know, what, what did somebody once say? If the only thing you have in your hand is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> um, but yep. to recognize that there are other tools yes. that are, are other ways in which truth can be applied. Um, and perhaps Nathan is a really good example mm-hmm. here. Or Solomon. 
right. with the two moms That's right. who had one baby. Um, you know, look for ways to apply that truth in, in a, a blessing as opposed yes. to creating hurt. I hear you saying it's not just speak the truth in love, but it's also listen for the truth in love. All, all good, wise application starts with listening. Yeah. It doesn't start with talking. Hey, that's a great spot to, to end this uh, particular podcast. Thanks a lot, Paul. You're welcome. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.